Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the audio podcast. I did not hit record earlier. So anyone's listening to this, definitely check out the YouTube channel to watch the first uh, first like 10 minutes of this show. But if not, thank you so much for checking out this podcast. Welcome. We've got Nick Hodges from History Buffs here, and we're going to take our second question. Uh, I'll reiterate what the question is, Nick, if you cannot hear it too well through through Skype. But uh, let, okay. let, let me let me play this and see if uh, see if you can hear it. Hey, Phil, Katie, Joe, how's it going? Love the show. I wanted to call and let you know. Um, I was rewatching the episodes, uh, the last episode of season six and seven, and I noticed a clue that y'all may not have noticed. I didn't see it recently. Apparently, in the last last season six, um, the water next to the wall in the opening credits is blue and not frozen. And in season seven, in both episodes, when they show the wall to the to the east side where East watches, it's frozen. So I'm wondering if the, the knights in the army are going to actually walk around the wall. Go back and listen to the hound's words very carefully. I think that would be kind of cool to kind of sneak Easter eggs in. All right, well, I'll catch you later for the uh, recap. Yeah, have a good one. Bye. Is he asking about that, uh, that like, uh, sea passage around the wall yes. by Eastwatch? Yes, what do you think about that? Uh, I think that's, that's a pretty good idea. Uh, but uh, don't you also feel that it's kind of cheeky? You know, they've been building up this wall this, all these seasons, and all it takes is to go around the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, <laughs> you know, it's kind of a cheat, I feel like. I agree. I think maybe, I think maybe, and I also don't think the White, walking ar- White Walker army might, uh, might go with one strategy. I do think that's kind of a cheat if they decide to go around like that. I, I definitely see what you're saying. I I, th- I think the wall needs visually to come down. You don't create the whole wall album. Uh, and, and again, I'm not comparing everything to Pink Floyd, but maybe I do. You don't yeah. create the wall <laughs> album. You don't build. I think Roger Waters might have said this in an interview somewhere. He goes, you don't build a fucking wall in front of an audience to not break the shit down. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But it's the same thing on Game of Thrones. You built up the magic of this wall. You have so many characters saying how safe they are, yada, yada, yada. I do think there's going to be a big battle around there at each watch. East Watch by the Sea. We've heard a lot from uh, what the Hound said, but I don't think maybe the humans will win that battle to a certain extent, and the White Walkers will have to go to a different a different path. Or maybe who knows what will happen in that situation. But I think one way or another, I agree. It is a fucking cheat if the wall doesn't come down. We have to see the yeah. wall come down, right? Yeah, they they can't go around it. I think they can't go above it. Like it's not fair. They come in like across ice dragons or whatever. Or they tunnel underneath it. They have to smash it through. So, I mean, I, I guess that they're doing it for a reason where, because uh, Tormund is going to East Watch. So possibly we'll see like a, a battle, maybe at the end of the season when the White Walkers are just smashing through. But maybe they, it was like a distraction that they're coming around the other side or doing something differently. Yeah. I, 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 I don't see it being that simple. It would just be a work workaround. And I mean... You can keep saying the same thing, but it's true. It's just you don't build something up that much, that long, and not have it come down. It, yeah. You, ha- you have to. You have to. It, it has to happen. And so I think multiple points of attack, maybe one group will come around, one group will tr- go through the wall, they'll attack all the all the towers at the same time, or, or some of the ones with the most of the people because they want to kill people and add to their army. Maybe they'll kill all the people at Eastwatch and then decide to do something else, bring down the wall. I, I think the wall does come down. Have you seen any uh, theory videos about the possibility that the wall was built by the White Walkers themselves? I have heard a little bit about that to keep the other people out, to keep the humans out. 
Yeah, like it's like their own border, and since they have magical powers concerning ice, it, I mean, does bear little credence. So, I was thinking that if it'd be really <laughs> badass if, like, the Night King just raised his arms up again, and the white and, and the wall just crumbled, <laughs> <That would, laughs> and then that's how they get through. That would be such a badass moment. Some part of me, not because not some part of me, and I don't know if the timing works out thinks that the White Walkers were just awoken because they had a feeling that the Dragon Queen was going to come back. And in some alternate universe, in my mind, Daenerys is the villain and the White Walkers are the good guys that are marching down yeah. to stop her and, and stop uh, the, the Lord or stop the Lord of Light uh, from gaining power or some shit like that, that, that the White Walkers are not. And, and I think when it comes to the books or the whole Game of Thrones thing, very rarely, and I'm trying to think if there's any exact examples, we don't have anyone that's truly good. And I don't think it's as simple as having anyone that's truly evil either. And I think one way or another, the White Walker situation isn't as simple as it is apparently going to be. It isn't, no. it isn't as simple as, oh, they're coming down because they want to destroy humanity because. There's, there's something going on. And it's something deeper. And maybe we won't get into that as much on the show and the books. And the show will be a little bit more of... of this army versus this army and the evil ice versus the good fire. You really think it's going to be like Lord of the Rings with like the, the Orakai attacking uh, Helm's Deep? I, I don't want to get too down here and too, too negative, but when it comes down to it, I think the show is going to wrap up similar to that. I think it might have a bittersweet ending at the, at the, at the top of it, but I think we are going to get that kind of battle in season eight of Game of Thrones. I think yeah. it's, I think it's going to get a little, and, and I don't and I don't necessarily mean this word in a negative sense all the time. It's going to get it's, the ending of the show is going to be more Hollywood than the ending of the books. What do you think about the end of this season? Do you think we're going to the last episode, we're going to see the White Walkers break through the wall? And I, then the next season is all about the, the great war between the, the dead and the living. Yeah, I think all of this season generally we'll see a couple touches of White Walkers. We'll see a scene like we saw in season four with the baby or in uh, season five with Hardhome. There'll be like one White Walker episode in episode like five or six or something like that. And it will be the it will be what you were saying before, the East Watch by the Sea thing where we'll see a battle with the Wildlings and, and the White Walkers and stuff. And, yeah. and then, uh, and then, but most of this season will be about Westeros dealing with Danny and a lot of the forces of the people, even more dead bodies lining up, so that the Night King, Night King has even more bodies for his army. It's and it's just going to be this whole season is, and I don't mean it in the sense of I'm not entertained by it. I mean in what the humans are doing is a whole big giant fucking jerk off, and it's just going to help the White Walker army. And then next season is going to be. Everyone, the remaining humans that are alive after after dealing with you know all the wars for Daenerys becoming in charge or whatever happens at the end yeah, of the season, yeah, uh, th yeah, that that's gonna be everyone going, oh shit, wait a minute, Jon Snow wasn't exaggerating, we're fucked, <laughs> and I, yeah, I, I was just gonna ask a quick question as well. Uh, what do you think about how Winter is actually portrayed in the season? I'm kind of a bit. It's a bit of a letdown for me. Yeah, I, and especially when you take into account that they that they said that they stopped production and that the season got pushed up partially because of season problems because they wanted to winter was coming so they had to film in the right months for the right kind of weather. I think yeah. I think it should look a lot more like it did in that very first scene that we got with uh, the with the hound when we saw the hound and all and Beric and all those guys walking yes. through the snow. Everything in north of the twins should look like that right now. 
Yeah, I agree. Because, like, let's face it, King's Landing doesn't seem that bad. I mean, if I was living in Westeros, I'd just head down south for the winter. Yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I want to see it be be like it was in the north uh, in season one in King's Landing. And in, yeah. and then everywhere north of that is is basically, you just see it. It's It's like varying degrees of blizzard. Until you get up to like around Winterfell where John shouldn't even be able to, it should be like whiteout conditions and he can't see shit in front of him. Yeah, yeah, like in The Thing or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, Nick, I got to run to the other room and, and uh, get water, so I'm going to ask you a question and okay. have, you, have you answer it while I run and get water. <laughs> All right. Now, okay. uh, here we go. Uh, Aria was on, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, it's Melissa from Baltimore. Hubby says I was too drunk to call in live. So I uh, was anyone really into the Varys and Daenerys confrontation? I was waiting for it, and it's exactly what I wanted. Nick, could you talk a little bit about the Varys and Danny conversation? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I, I'll just give you my quick impressions about it. But uh, I think it's cool that someone finally calls uh, Varys out on his bullshit. And uh, Danny appreciates honesty and... The, the fact that they're able to have a legitimate conversation kind of puts, lets each character know uh, where, these, where they stand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, and I think that's, I think it's really cool. And I think that was one of the awesome aspects of that scene too. Uh, I was only half listening to you, so I'm assuming. But uh, yeah. it, that, no, is that, uh, is that Varys, seeing Varys just talk on the level and, and be so directly honest about that. And on some level, I think Daenerys definitely started to respect him for that and could understand that. It, it, no amount of explaining is going to get away. If someone fucks you over and fucks you over and, and you don't know the reasons why, that you can't really, they're never going to explain to you to make it all right. They just, you just need to know where that person stands. Uh, and I think, I think it's easier, it's like the devil you know or the devil you don't know. And, yeah. and when Daenerys knows what kind of person Varys is, it's easier for her to deal with. He'll never be able to apologize for the things he did or rationalize. And I, I love how he dealt with that. To me, that felt yeah, like... He, he saved his ass with just one line where he said, uh, uh, I would do it again. I don't uh, reward incompetence. Yep. I serve only the people, not the kings and queens. And she's like, okay, all right. I respect fair, that. Fair, fair. And, it, and it's an excellent point because... Because blind allegiance is just fucking stupid. And in any situation, it's unless unless you are forced to do that because of contractual work agreements and you have to be, you have to like listen to your boss. I just told my boss to fuck off because the issues guy told me to. No, that's not, that's not what I mean. I mean, ultimately, but if your boss fucking murders someone, you're probably going to have to. Unless you really hate that person. No, if you're boss fucking murder yeah. someone, you're going to have to break it down. Uh, Red says, uh, Carmine says, I like how Danny was kind of playing Varys a little. She was putting him on notice and testing him, vetting him. Mm. She needs to know if she can trust him and making him sweat a little bit can do that because it made him be real. And I'm, again, it's at a, it's, she was talking to him to do the poker thing. She's sitting at the table. She's like, so what do you got over there, Varys? You got four, you got four, you got four queens? You have four, four queens? And seeing what Varys says to her. And he was, he was direct. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's go to hashtag Varys for the people. Let's go to our text line over here. And we've got a quick text message right now. Uh, question. Piggy, backing off, backing off the earlier question. Maybe the White Walkers go around the wall and go straight to Dragonstone. Maybe, that, maybe that's why the Hound says met by seeing an Arrowhead Mountain. 
Maybe the Night King brings down the wall later to show the humans that they are never and they never were safe. Maybe it's the reason why the Night King showed John everything at hard home. You prideful, you prideful human. I can break you. It ain't a wrong effect. But you prideful human. That was supposed to be a deep voice. You prideful human. I can break you at any point in time I want. And do you think maybe... Isn't Dragonstone a wee bit far away from the wall? Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to Dragonstone, but I do agree with the fact that maybe they could go around each, bo- each wa- East Watch by, by the sea and then bring down the wall from the other side to show the humans how little power they ever had on them. Wait, 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 wait. You're saying that they're going to go around the wall and then just d- destroy the wall from the other side. What's the... what? Wait, what? <laughs> How does that make sense? I know. I don't really think they're going to do that. I, I just want to see that wall come down either way, Nick. Yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> that would be dickish, though. That's, yeah, it would be, you don't even need to destroy the wall yeah, where we, you're doing we, it. We don't need to. We're just doing it to say, fuck you. It's just, <laughs> it's just one giant fuck you. <laughs> Oh my God! Varys felt uh, the burn, but he but he did st- stand his ground. Says Peter Griffin. Uh, yeah. So let's go over to this one. Is Littlefinger going to try to convince Sansa to stay queen in the North and betray her brother? I feel like he is going to try to convince her that John is naive and she should take over. What do you think about that, Nick? I think John has to really do something questionable to uh, provoke something out of her because if she. I mean, if she just gets used to her position and enjoys it, then she is a, a real cow, <laughs> yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But I, I think with the way the show goes, Jon Snow has to make a decision that is uh, uh, controversial, like what he did with uh, letting the wildlings uh, south of the wall. See, I think what's going to happen, I, I agree with you, Jon Snow would have to do something huge for her to betray. I think she likes putting her... Uh, her toe in the water of of fucking over her family, but she ultimately never would. Mm. She just gets off in the power trip of being like, I could if I wanted to. I don't yeah. think she'll actually go there, especially when two people are on their way back to Winterfell that aren't that both aren't going to take Littlefinger's shit and aren't going to let her think that way. Bran's coming back, who honestly is taking forever. There's weird times going on, like time jumps and shit. And John's getting two ravens at Winterfell, one from Sam, one from Dragonstone. But Ed didn't send him a raven from the wall to say that his brother's there. I don't know. It's a, that's, a, that's a little weird to me. Maybe that uh, raven's still oncoming. I mean, you know, problems with weather. I mean, it is winter now, so. Fair, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's where the snow is. The snow is right around the wall, and the, the, yeah. ra- the raven's just very slow. But Bran is coming to Winterfell, and all it's going to take him is to go, I know everything about Littlefinger, Sansa. Kill this guy. And Arya's going to come there and be like, Sansa, you're listening to this piece of shit? I'm going to kill him now for you, and and you won't even have to think, Sansa. And I think once Littlefinger's completely out of the situation, she's never going to betray her family. Yeah. How, when do you think that he's going to reach uh, Winterfell, Bran? Next episode, maybe. I, I mean, I, yeah? I was hoping he would get there before Jon left, but I'm, I guess it makes sense because him and Jon John can't meet yet. Because once him and yeah. Jon meet yet, like so much stuff has to be put out there uh, because they're the two other people. He's the other person that's seen the White Walkers. He knows his parentage. He knows all of that. I mean, how's Bran getting there? Is my question. Is is Mary gonna have to drag his ass from the from the, or are they, or is Ed gonna send some Night's Watch soldiers down to to drag? He should. Maybe it's a storm. You you mentioned that in passing, but you could be right. It could be a huge storm that's causing causing him some time. So I think he'll well, be. I think he'll be there in the next two episodes. 
Yeah, well, I'm just thinking about. Uh, do you remember when uh, Nan was telling Brand the the story about when the the long winter came, and she was saying how cold it was that uh, the lords froze to death in their castles mm -hmm. next to their fires and stuff like that. It doesn't seem that cold yet. So I guess you know, is that still for the next season? Yeah, in the winters here, we got the Raven from the Citadel. We we know winter is supposed to be really here. It should be exceptionally yeah. cold. Uh, yeah, it seems okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd, I'd hang out in that compared to compared to some Massachusetts or I'm sure some, uh, some, yeah. some London, London winters. It doesn't seem too bad. It doesn't seem too yeah. bad. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Let's uh, let's ask another question. Is there any chance that Grey Worm does not die in the next few episodes after his sex scene? Um, no. He's he's dead. He's dead man walking. Yeah. He might as well hand in his retirement plans. <laughs> <laughs> he had it was again i'm not comparing it to a different show way better show uh, but it's like in the walking dead when a character decides to have an emotional moment or or conquer a barrier or look at a picture and have a longing moment of of joy it's it's de death is coming death is coming mm. so yeah he, he's dead um i i'm at work but i wanted to say hi to the fans of phil the issues guy on youtube i'm on my lunch break i'll be listening after work uh, just sneaking in a text to send you guys some love oh thank you so much for sending it, sending that text um, if Danny attacks Casterly Rock, she's attacking Cersei's pride. It's a good callback to season two when the Greyjoys attacked Winterfell. And Rob said, how can he call himself the king if he can't hold his own castle? This is going to make Cersei uh, spit out her precious Dornish wine. Uh, yeah. So what, what do you think Cersei's reaction is going to be when they attack uh, Casterly Rock, Nick? That's a, that's a really good question. She might not send any troops out. She can't. She she fucking can't. She doesn't have no. that many troops. Yeah, I mean, because uh, Castle Rock, Rock is really far away from King's Landing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, I guess the way she sees it, like King's Landing is now her home, and you know she and her brother uh, Jamie are the last Lannisters left, and they're not even at Castle Rock. So she's like, oh, I'm not the head of Castle Rock. I'm the Queen of the Seven Kingdoms. Who is at Castle Rock? Anyone, anyone in the live chat that might know this is Kevin. At, is, oh no, Kevin's dead. Oh yeah, all the all the Lannisters are dead. Yeah, all the Lannisters are dead. Like, who is at Castle Rock right now? Nobody. Just just some random rando soldiers with uh with one of the young Lannisters that Cersei used to fuck or something. Like, yeah. It's it's. I guess so. Yeah. No. It's it's uh it's it's gonna it's. I think she's gonna freak out and hate Tyrion and want to do something. But Jamie at least advising her from a military standpoint, know that they can't give up troops. They can't leave King's Landing, especially when at least the Tyrell army starts to lay siege on King's Landing eventually. Uh, so, yeah. Do you think it's a... Uh, do you think that uh, Castle Rock is going to be taken? Do you yeah. think they're going to win? Mm -hmm. Or do you think they're going to get their asses kicked? I think they're going to win because I think Tyrion theoretically uh, gave them some intel about it. Tyrion grew, okay. up, Tyrion grew up there. He probably has some knowledge of the best of the weak parts of Castle Rock. And Tyrion is a pretty smart strategic commander that we've seen that he has at least some elements of what Tywin had. Oh, didn't he work as a he ran, ran sanitation for mm -hmm. Castle Rock? Right. So there, there's that there's that shot in the in one of the early pictures that shows Grey Worm like looking into a or yeah. like looking like he's heading into a hole in the back of Castle Rock. So, it, so they might be using the sewer system or something yep. to come up from the bottom. Yeah. Exactly. 
So, oh shit, red team, another another donation for Super Chat. <laughs> well done, Carmine. <laughs> Why are there virgins in the show so good eating pussy? First John, then Grey Worm. Who's next, Bran? Why do these people, and I, I will speak for example, as in someone that had to learn this. I had to read books. I, I used to take issues of Cosmo that would like, you know, give you quizzes and shit and read how to give, and I read a lot of stuff. I needed to learn to be subpar at it. So and I'm art and I'm still subpar it, but I had to learn very hard. It was not a not a natural instinct. So that is a good question about Game mm. of Thrones. So so Carbide, excellent, excellent, excellent question. Give you another fucking spin of the wheel, motherfucker. But <laughs> so uh, so yeah, he does know the sewers. He will give them plenty of intel. Uh, people in the live chat loving that question from Carbide. So last text for right now and uh is there any chance that gray worm doesn't die and who did you find the most attractive nude actor or actress since this show's inception um uh uh that the joffrey actor last season with the ward on his cock that was that was amazing that was beautiful i would i would say if i'm being completely superficial it would be a cross between masande and rob stark's wife charlie chaplin's granddaughter there Oh hell yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that was my answer too, Masande. Yeah, yeah, she's a she's a pretty girl. Yeah, she's a, lo a, lo a lovely looking young lady. That Masande. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> so uh, so yes. So so yeah, I agree with Carmine saying in core. If we just look at it from a simple uh, logic standpoint, they're letting romance or the moment take over from reality. Grey Worm would not know what the fuck to do at all, at all. No, no. <laughs> like all he knows is soldiering. Yeah, yeah. He, he soldiered his way through it. That's all. That's all that happened in that situation. Yeah, and I don't think kind of kind of Lingus is very well known in Westeros uh, or even in any uh, place. Because like uh, when Egret was talking to Jon Snow, she's like, "Do does everyone do that south of the wall?" And he's like, "Fuck no, I just made it up on the spot." <laughs> yeah. We we do have a couple calls. I'm not sure if you're going to be able to hear the caller, but I'll I'll take the question and, and kind of uh kind of repeat it. May, uh, let's see if you can hear it. So, uh caller area code 919, you're on the air. What's going on today? Hey, this is the bloody talker. What's going on? How's it going? How are you guys let's, doing? We're doing great. Nick, can you hear him by chance? Uh no, I can't. Sorry. Uh, I can I can hear you, buddy. But... All right. Well, then tell Nick I'm a big fan. I've been subscribed for a long time. I love his stuff. And if he wants to give us a thumbs up or a thumbs down, five seconds, no spoilers on Dunkirk, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, but uh, real quick, I just wanted to say, uh, disappointed in Tyrion. I think he uh, majorly fucked up here. But um, just this poor military decisions overall. I've never heard of planning your invasion of. Um, or, or any conquest or whatever after you land on the continent you want to conquest. Mm -hmm. It kind of seems like the reverse order of things. You know, you send your fleet out from the middle of the sea. You don't have to travel along the coastline where you're easily ambushed by pirates. Um, you could also send uh, Grey Worm with the fleet that she has along with Asha along the coast and then hook around Dorne to the Iron Islands. You would have doubled your fleet. Euron wouldn't have won. There's so many things that he just failed here on a military aspect, and I think it's because of his hubris, where he just thinks they're they're so overwhelmingly strong compared to the other parties that there really isn't any reason to think about these little things that could screw up, you know? Yeah. Good. And I, I just I'm disappointed in the little man, you know, I really am. Um, but I want to also real quick just give a, a big thumbs up to the writing and direction so far 
uh, this season, I think the extra year of time actually does show a little bit. There's a lot of um, really good themes and um, foreshadowing that's been going on in the episode. You have Grey Worm's speech where he's talking about um, being afraid as a boy and, you know, the, the drowning, the sink or swim kind of thing. And then you have Theon, who's lost his manhood, is now basically a boy again, who's faced with that fear, and then he chooses to jump to the water. You've got... I, I'm blanking right now, but there's a bunch of stuff like that that's really good theming throughout the uh, the episodes. Every time I watch it, I just find new connections, but I think that's pretty good. Excellent, excellent call, Bloody Talker. So I don't know how much you heard of that, Nick, listening on the replay, but I'd love to get your thoughts on Tyrion's military perspective military plan do you think this was a bad plan to split up your forces he was say he was saying uh about uh it was bad bad idea to run your run your ships all around the coast you'd be easy pickings for pirates they should have uh kept their forces together and immediately gone to king's landing and stuff like that what do you think about the military uh military ability of one Tyrion lannister uh well i, I see where he's coming from he's trying to win the the popular support amongst the the people I mean, they're used to tyrants, basically, like uh, Cersei destroying the, the Sept, which is like destroying the Vatican, you know, so they already have that as an advantage. But uh, Daenerys hasn't proven herself to the people. They don't really know her other than she's the daughter of the Mad King. So I could see where uh, he's coming from there. As for sending the fleet down the coast, uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't know why they just sent... Um, the Martells to dawn first yeah. before landing at Dragonstone. I mean, like, the, I'm guessing like the narrow sea, it takes like, I don't know, a few weeks to get from Essos to Westeros. What do they do the whole time on the, on the ride over? Yeah. They were, they just, were, they were they just standing on the foot of the, uh, the ship with that, on that, you know, that look looking out to the water that they, yeah, it's like <laughs> any minute now, yeah, any, any minute. minute. <laughs> we'll get, we'll get there. We let's not talk. Let's not strategize. We can't strategize on a boat. We don't have, we don't have weeks and weeks in a fucking room that we could talk about our plan and work it out. We have yeah. to wait till we get the Dragonstone and get that map because we need yeah. that. We need that toy. We need the prop. <laughs> exactly. It's so, I mean, that's the only thing. As for Yoran's uh, 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 fleet taking Yara's fleet, uh, it was it was nighttime. It was stormy weather. And he is a more seasoned commander of the sea than she is, and older. So, uh, yeah, I, I could buy why that happened. I mean, sometimes shit, shit happens when it comes to war. But, yeah, they should have planned it out beforehand. Yeah. You know, rather than just <laughs> improvising what they're going to do when they land at Westeros. <laughs> they yeah. need to hit the... I mean, imagine if they did that on D-Day. You know. <laughs> yeah, it just it would just be stupid. Or if they were in the basement drinking and having and uh, playing sex games and shit like that instead of discussing strategies as they were leading up, like right when they were almost there. It's it's just it's it's kind of ridiculous that they didn't plan that stuff ahead of time. And we're gonna yeah. we're gonna take in a, a last last question he had uh, thumbs just quick thumbs up or thumbs down to Dunkirk. Oh, uh, thumbs up. I mean, I, I enjoyed the film, but there are a few things that. Uh, I was a little, little bit frustrated at, but overall, it was uh, it was a good film. Cool, cool. Uh, so here we go. Let's let's take another call. And sorry about uh, you cannot hear the calls, but we have one more person on hold, and we'll take one more no worries, call. Right? And I and uh, Nick Nick uh, thinking of doing it the smart way, watching the video so you can listen to it on delay. So here we go. Uh, let's uh, take Erie code three four seven. What's going on three four seven? Hey, what's up, guys? Um, 
if you go to Old Town, the High Tower is built over an old fortress. And that fortress sits on an island called Battle Isle. Now, nobody remembers why it's called that, like it's been lost to history. And this isn't a storyline that people think is going to be explored in the show, but in the season six Blu-ray extras, they drop it in the middle of the Old Town chapter, seemingly for no reason. And in the past, what they put on the Blu-ray has in the future been included in the show. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if you think this mystery is eventually going to become part of the show storyline. Okay, good, good question. Do you, Nick, do you think the mystery of Battle Isle and some more stuff about the Citadel, do you think, do you think on the show the Citadel is just going to be Sam's adventures and once Sam and Jorah, or once Jorah leaves, we're going to get less exploration of stuff going on in the Citadel or do you think that's going to really uh, be something on the show? Uh, well, I didn't really know what else th- there is to see about it. I mean, like, I, I just saw the the Citadel as a stand-in for um, Alexandria, you know, in uh, in Egypt during mm-hmm. the you know Greek uh, and Roman times, and obviously that the the tower is is the lighthouse. So I thought that's what it was supposed to be as a stand-in for, but I didn't know anything else about uh, Battle Isle and its uh, importance there. So I really think that once they uh, if Jorah um, uh, gets cured, hopefully he doesn't infect uh, Sam. Uh, Sam. Yeah, I, I mean, was kind of, I, I was just watching the, uh, when he was doing that operation. Like, Sam, do you want to put on a mask, mate? I'm just really worried you're gonna get some pus in your eye. Dude, I you was know? thinking the same thing in the scene that they both of them were were looking at him. I know they had those like makeshift gloves on, but this is supposed to be really contagious. Say he grabs Sam. Sam, Jorah's touched a lot of people. How is it not like how easily does grayscale spread? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, it seems to be fuzzy here and there. And, uh, and uh, so, so yeah, I I think for the show right now, the Citadel's not going to be explored that much, and that won't end up being something. But, uh, but I, and I do think Sam's going to cure Jorah, but he should be sick too, because he touched a whole shit ton of grayscale, but whatever. But I guess now that he knows the cure, if he sees a little piece of it, he can just cut that bit out of his skin and put the ointment on. So, yeah, uh, they don't. They don't really have that much time anymore to, uh, you know, to go and explore. I mean, like ever since the the start of the the last season, this one, uh, characters have been te- almost teleporting to places. Really, remember when it used to take like four episodes yeah. to get from one point to another? <laughs> now they're and now like yeah, Varys. Like, do you remember last season, Varys uh, <laughs> inexplicably is able to be in Dawn and then back on the fleet with uh, with uh, Danny. Heading back to Westeros, I just think that was kind of a a wasted trip. Yep, you know he should have just stayed. They're, <laughs> they're doing that a lot with just yada yadding time. It's hard to quite put a finger on how much time's going on at, at any given point. The time in the north, how much is how much time has John spent there since the Battle of the Bastards? We know it's been a little a little while, but then he's getting ravens from Dragonstone. He's getting ravens from the Citadel and. I don't know. There's just it's it's hard to it's hard to quite put a finger on it. But Arya is going all the way from the twins up to the up to that uh, to that inn that everyone goes to to see Hot Pie. Uh, Shireen was infected by a doll. Someone said, "Oh, Grayscale is an instant infection on contact." Says Amanda Dixon. Yeah. Then if it's an instant, then Jor has gotten a lot of people given a lot of people uh, <laughs> Grayscale. Yeah, I mean, he, he's not wearing any gloves. I mean, that's a little bit selfish, yeah. I'd like to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Exactly. What a selfish asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we got got another text here. We we're gonna probably be on for another uh, twenty minutes or so. We're gonna have Nick for about an hour here. Huge thanks to Nick for giving us some time here to answer answer some of your questions. So if anyone has any more texts comments or questions they want to get in 781-990-8509 to leave the message uh we also have uh, a couple of other we have some skype calls um i think you can hear this message so let me play this because i played this for you before the show okay i think you can hear this one this is from joshua hey phil hey guys uh it's josh and i just wanted to bring up a quick point um if you remember the last conversation danny had with um Martell woman, uh, she said, you are not a sheep, you're a dragon. Don't listen to the smart men. And she got to her stage by not listening to them. Now, seeing as this plan seems to be Tyrion's plan, and Tyrion wanted to not be the Queen of Ashes and get the Westerosi soldiers and Dornish soldiers to come down and lay siege on King's Landing, and that's obviously failed, uh, what do you think Danny's going to do? I have a feeling he, he, she's just going to go, screw it, and she's going to go in with her dragons. What do you think, seeing as that first part of the plan has failed, how do you think Danny's going to react, and what do you think she's going to do? Uh, love you guys. See ya. Good, very, very good question, Nick. And what, what do you think about that? What's Danny's reaction to this <coughs> loss going to be? Oh, I didn't hear that at all. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. But ultimately, ultimately, ultimately what is, what's Danny's reaction now going to be with, uh, to, to, uh, to, to the loss? And what is her strategy going to be now? Is she going to say fuck it now and bring her dragons to King's Landing? To whose loss? Uh, to, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear so any oh, of that. Oh, no, that's Sorry. okay. To the, uh, to the Greyjoy fleet being lost now. To, to, to Euron having that big big victory over her. Well, she's going to have some reliable Tyrells. I mean, obviously. Um, so numbers aren't on her side as much as before. Who knows? Maybe she might have to ditch uh, Tyrion's you know, plan. I mean, the, the, the bottom line with this war is to win the Iron Throne. And, <laughs> and, if, if, uh, and things are going to happen. So it might not matter as much on how, you, on how you win it in the end of the day. I mean, you could see, see about ruling nicely after everything is said and done. <laughs> Jim Tonic in the chat says she's just going to burn some random guy for fun. That's what she's going to yeah. do. <laughs> no, she's not. <laughs> That's what, yeah, Danny's going to go full dragon and she will scare the crap out of Tyrion seeing the destruction. That's why there's yeah. that moment of Tyrion looking so worried in the trailer that we see where he kind of looks up and looks really fucking scared. She has to listen to Elena and learn how to send those dragons. The penis What? <laughs> Theonique was the biggest bitch in Game of Thrones. Uh, qu question about that at the end before i know we do have a question but i want to make sure i get to this one what was your thoughts on did theon i know he reeked out but ultimately did he make the right decision in that moment to live to fight another day there should he have just killed himself to try to save his sister uh yeah his sister is never gonna let that down no matter what yeah. <laughs> i mean even if he rescues her at the end of the show and everything it's gonna be an awkward Ride home back to the island. <laughs> so, uh, Theon, beep, beep, uh, what the fuck's your fucking problem? I no, it, it was totally my grand strategy. Yeah, you know, live to fight another day. <laughs> uh, okay, N Nymeria asked, what about Randall Tarly and Elena? Do you think Randall Tarly will betray Elena, go on the side of the Lannisters, or do you think he'll stay true to his uh, support of House Tyrell? Uh,. Well, he's been offered both positions. 
you know, at the end of the day. So I think he really is going to go with uh, Cersei simply because she has, uh, she's pointed out that foreign invaders are on the shores of Westeros. Yeah. And it's because of uh, Elena uh, Tyrell. Is that her name? Yep, yep. Yeah, it's because of her that, and obviously he's a traditionalist, he's a, a xenophobic. So I think at the end of the day, he's going to uh, side up with the crown. And also, we are we are kind of running out of bad guys, you know, human bad guys. So we need him, and he's the biggest douchebag left who hasn't been killed off yet after Cersei and all that. I agree a hundred percent. I think that he's gonna he's gonna go with the side of the Lannisters, and he, you're gonna see him burn because of it. It's, yeah, he, he's going to be he's going to be a dick on the battlefield. He's going to kill some characters that we like because he's a fucking crazy warrior. And we're actually get to see that at some point. But ultimately, he's going to suffer uh, dragon fire or something like that. He's going to die yeah. in a giant cat like crazy. It's going to be a very rewarding death. Yeah, uh, this is from SSB. If you have time on the follow up show, can you touch on the following pr- predictions? Sam is either going to get killed or kicked out. I think he gets kicked out with Jorah and has to uh, use the family sword uh, to kill Daddy Tarly and now six foot ten Dick and Tarly. I would also love for the Queen of Thro- Thorns to handle the Tarly problem. I just want more Queen of Th- Thrones, C- Queen of Thorns. Uh, crossbows may work against the dragons. Okay, that's what I wanted to get to. The crossbow. I talked a lot about how I don't think the crossbow is going to work to kill a dragon because it's a moving dragon. Why am I an idiot, Nick? Is the crossbow going to work? Is it, is, it, is this a smart, smart strategy from uh, Kyburn? Uh, well, what else have they got? Very, I mean, good, like, very good question. <laughs> dragon fire is not going to do much uh, against the moving target. I think the crossbow is the best chance. I think you just need to lure that dragon into a, a into a tight space like in a tunnel or something like that, and then fire that thing at its head. And I'll also reiterate what we are talking about with the wall, and something I didn't say the other night because I'm in the recap. I'm like, fuck that thing, yeah, the dragon's going to burn that thing. But ultimately, I think that you don't introduce that if it's not going to at least hit a dragon. Even if it, yeah, go- even exactly. if it goes through a dragon's wing and then Danny gets scared and retreats her dragons or something like that, it's definitely going to hit a dragon at some point. Yeah. I mean, that dragon got like wounded by uh, the Sons of the Harpy in yeah. a really yeah. uh, unimpressive way. Yeah, and those guys, so, and those guys suck. Those guys fucking yeah. suck. <laughs> I was like, wow, these are the dragons that conquered Westeros. <laughs> How? <laughs> a couple of uh, rapid-fire quick comments. Jon Snow's grandpa killed his own other grandpa. That's going to be awkward for him when he finds that out. Ne- yeah. Need to watch Varys' reaction to Jon. He must know the truth. And that's from area code 323 and area code 505, respectively. Your mom here says, I had a strong sandwich. And the chat is going too fast. Do you think there's any significance to Nymeria turning away from Arya? Um, I think the significance to Nymeria turning away from Arya is just to show that they lead their own lives. They've had their own paths. But I think the significance there in the scene, the biggest significance to the, is that she didn't let the other attack, the other wolves attack Arya. And she didn't attack her. She didn't growl at her. She just looked at her, said, we cool, and walked off. What do you think, yeah. Nick? Uh, 100%. Uh, well, obviously... The, the Nymeria is at the head of a pack now, so she, so she can't exactly ditch them. But also, I think it, it's more important with how Arya perceives that moment. Mm-hmm. And she sees it like uh, that the last shed of her old life is, you know, is gone. You can't bring it back. Yeah, no, very, very well said. And I, I, I think uh, I think 
it's also a little bit of mom don't talk to me i'm around my fucking friends you're embarrassing yeah. me mom <laughs> i think yeah. and i do think we will see the wolves again at some point in time I uh, love you all, and instead of a text, and this is Michelle, instead of calling me Texter from Providence, I've been watching two years. The worst part of the show was they should have showed what <laughs> what Grey Worm's junk looked like. Um, this is from Phil, about the plan Granny Tyrell and Yara have. I think Danny doesn't have that fine control of her dragons, maybe just Drogon. Uh, doesn't don't Dothraki insist on raping and pillaging when on the warpath? She wants to rule, not ruin. Uh, high from T major. My only issue about that again is then why bring the Dothraki at all? You have the Dothraki. What are you waiting for? Are you just going to have them sit on the sidelines somewhere? There's a bunch of Dothraki just sitting. In the, so this is Westeros. Are they just still getting used to having been on the boat? So they're all throwing up somewhere. I get that. Maybe they're going with the Unsullied, but that wasn't said. It's Grey Worm's taking. I, yeah, I honestly don't see how the Dothraki are going to be much use unless mm -hmm. you give them armor. Because I, I agree with they're, they're, they're butt naked, and I know they're supposed to represent like the, the Native Americans and the, the Mongols, but the thing is the Mongols actually wore effing armor. <laughs> you know, they, they had armor and they had like silk shirts, which made them like arrow proof. So what the Dothraki are going to do against armored knights is uh, going to be, <laughs> it's going to be very difficult. Yeah, even with dragons on their, on their backs, they're going to be the first people dying. They're going to be yeah, that, yeah. They're going to be that first group that charges the field and get and literally Jamie is going to Jamie and his forces or Randall Tarley and his forces are just going to uh, chop them up. If you don't, that's my point. If you don't have the Dothraki rape and pillage villages, that's what they do. What are you doing? Yeah. You're just killing them. You brought them here to let them die. Yeah, because because you're right. Unless you arm them, armor them up, which they're never going to fucking wear armor because they're just going to be like, no, we don't wear armor. No, no, wear. No, <laughs> fuck you. No, no, they're not going to do it because they they don't know how to fight this way. They yep. know how to fight, um, uh, you know, with great speed and efficiency, but it's just not going to work. And I know we've seen in the trailer that we saw the Dothraki fighting. We saw one of them jump off their horse and fight. I think so we're going to see some Dothrakis get some big kills, but I don't see many of them surviving whatever battle we see them in. No, absolutely not. Patty and with the super chat donation, $2 super chat donation. Patty, you're amazing. Let me spin the wheel. Carmine, if you're still watching, you landed on review commentary of your choice. So you get to have me do make a review or do a podcast on anything you want. So send me a private message if you hear this. And uh, I got to do a stupid, silly little dance before the show's over for a Patty N. Thank you, Patty N, for that super chat donation. And uh, we got a couple more questions before we call this a podcast. Um, did anyone else see the crazy trying to come out of Danny tonight? Lady Olena should be cautious about telling her to be a dragon. Yeah, I think Danny has that laid in in somewhere inside her. I've talked about it a lot. Nick, do you think Danny's crazy will come out before the end, or do you think I'm just hoping more than thinking? Um. It's certainly a possibility. I mean, she was, she's definitely been threatening people a lot more recently. You know, instead of playing the, the smart game of using the allies that she currently has. But uh, that that would have to be a problem for another day. <laughs> like, let's just take care of one yeah. crazy queen before we e deal with another. Excellent, excellent point. Jess says, so, do the Dothraki just not rape and pillage now? <laughs> <Did> they, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Corey Mitchell says she has 50,000 Dothrakis. I think the Lannister army has 8,000 total. Then, again, what? where are the 50,000? I know they have them, but they got to be doing something. Are they just pillaging, walking around uh, Dragonstone right now? We haven't seen one of them. I, I just missed... I'm... I was excited when they got brought back into it just because they're an interesting element from uh, they're just a different culture in this world. And I like seeing that. But I, I that's why I hope that maybe at some point I know they're supposed to all the thing last year with her with the fire and the Dothraki mean that they'll do anything she says now. But I, from what we've seen, even when they would do anything Drogo said, there's still dissension in the ranks of the Dothraki. There can't be of all those 50,000 Dothraki, some of them that are like. Okay, we're in Westeros now. Let's go fucking rape and pillage. I know they have them on an island in in Dragonstone, but still, they gotta at some point they're, they're gonna be very angry and have to go do what they do. Uh, absolutely. I mean, like they they do rape and pillage, and that's what their their whole culture is based on. And they're yeah. only following uh, Daenerys because she is the strongest. But if she's pussying out when they arrive at their destination. <laughs> They might be like, you know, I feel like going back home now, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just that, like, you can't not do what you do. It's like asking me not to nitpick shit. So Lady yeah. Wolferton, Den of Lady Wolferton, thank you so much for the Super Chat donation. You get a spin of the fucking wheel. Really appreciate all the support you guys are giving us today here in the live fucking chat and checking out this live stream. I have to, oh, okay, so I have some drumming to do at the end of this podcast that needs to be done, so... So thank you so much for all your donations. We really do appreciate that. So let me continue down. Hello, sorry, I'm lazy. I'm lazy, but I'm good to be here eventually. Thank you, Cynthia. We're sort of wrapping things up the last couple questions, but we will, we will, uh, we really do appreciate and hope you go back and watch the whole cast. And again, make sure you check out Nick. Hey guys, it's Aubrey Anna live in the chat room during your recap. If you look at the opening credits now, the, oh, this is what someone was saying earlier. The Bay of Seals yeah. is frozen now. And yeah, I, it, it is. I think that's going to have to do with the battle that we're going to see there. I Nick was saying earlier, and I agree, it would be kind of a cheat to have them go around the wall and not take down the wall. <laughs> or, uh, it would, kind of defeats the purpose. It kind of, of the yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean we could have gone around the wall the whole time? Yeah. <laughs> All we needed to do with our ice power is freeze some water. I mean, I'm pretty sure we could have done that at any point in time. So... Uh, I've seen the Iceman and I've seen the X-Men Iceman. Okay, so what was the so was the whole fleet destroyed? Will there be some uh, fun mountain torture to come from Joe from SoCal? I think we are going to see some fun mountain torture soon, but I think it's, we're going to see more Cersei doing it uh, with a with Alaria uh, and Bad Pussy. I think we're gonna we're gonna see a little bit more Cersei being a little bit more hands on with them uh, than with uh, Shame. I don't think that she'll give them to the mountain quite yet, but I do Is, think uh, Cersei going to marry uh, Yoron, You think? You're going to keep her word? My hope is that she does, because I think that might be the last straw that Jamie needs to say fuck you to her, finally. If yeah. she actually, him, knowledge, brings another man again into her, into their lives and breaks them up, because I think he's part of what's brainwashing him here is her ability to say, fuck everybody, I'm queen now. I can be her husband, essentially. So I think... So I think if she does really bring Euron in and, and he kind of fucks with Jamie a little bit too much, I think it might be the last straw that Jamie needs to say, fuck this. Especially once he sees dragons or sees White Walkers. He's a pretty, I th and I think at core, he's, uh, I want to protect the realm. And when he sees these crazy supernatural forces, I don't see him dealing with silly bullshit anymore. Um, at least that's my hope. Yeah, me too. 
gets, but who knows? He could just end up being a whipped motherfucker and just ride Cersei right down to the ground and ashes and never get a backbone for himself. It could absolutely go down that way, and I would not be fucking surprised. Yeah. So uh, these two people jumping on the boat in the trailer. Who's the other one? They're two people. I, I, I have actually not watched the trailer yet, but I'm going to be talking about the trailer on Friday afternoon. So I'll get into that. Uh, get into that then. But uh, let's let's go. A couple more questions. Melisandre will meet Tyrion soon. Maybe she will notice that he's got King's blood. I know Melisandre could vouch for John. I think it'll save his her life when John and Davos arrive. Kyburn is a secret Targaryen dude. I'm telling you from Poe Chambers. Uh, Azimuth Games says, it's tragic that Arya is going to miss her family again. Jon won't be in Winterfell. Alaria was going to go home and get the army, and the ships were to go to Dorne to get the Dornish army because they're further. That's what Nick was saying earlier, too. Don't, don't understand why they didn't just head half the fleet, go to Dorne ahead of time, take the big fleet to Dorne. Well, there's a lot of things they could have done that was a lot smarter than this. Yes. <laughs> and they, been, they didn't need a procrastination on Tyrion's side. <laughs> no, not even a little bit, Dick. Not even yeah. a little bit. So 50 block paper, our last question of the night that we have here. Then we might take a couple chat questions before uh, we call this a stream. Uh, one, Kyburn's crossbone with Cersei rocking that shortcut is Joffrey reborn. <laughs> she, does, she does remind me a lot of Joffrey. Second, all of King's Landing is set with wildfire and Tyrion knows it. Third, so, oh. Do you think that's a factor, Nick, in Tyrion not wanting to let the dragons burn King's Landing because he knows there's wildfire everywhere? Oh, God, I didn't even think Me about neither. that. That's Me a really good point. That's yeah, an yeah. excellent point, uh, 50 block paper. Yeah, and also Cersei is a crazy bitch. I mean, like, if she feels like she's going to be killed, yeah, she'll blow everybody up. Yeah, that's an excellent point, 50 block. And third, sorry, Jon Snow's destined to die and he's already accepted it. Um, so do you think... Do you think Jon Snow gets the Frodo end at the end at the end of this whole series and has to go back has to go back to being dead? Uh, that would be the poetic way for him to go out, but I think it's going to be uh, he's going to have to make some really harsh decision instead yeah. that doesn't sacrifice himself but maybe someone else. Yep, and uh, yeah, if, ooh, yeah, so that, that 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 would that that would make the most sense to me ooh. for this kind of show. Yeah, no, because it would be somewhat because they often talk about it being bittersweet, and yeah. could it be? It could possibly be Daenerys if him and her form an alliance and they become close. It could be. Yeah. It could be uh, one of the, a dragon if Jon gets one of the dragons for being a Targaryen. Some something huge, some big big losses he'll have to face and have to live his days in a in a weird sort of state. Uh, let's take a couple more chats, and then I will let Nick go. I think there's more to the walk around the wall theory. Do you remember when the hound looked into the fire? He said, where the wall meets the sea, the dead are walking past it. So maybe there's, just to go to that theory a little bit and lay a little bit more credence and put a little bit uh, wizardy. I use a wizard there. So maybe, maybe they'll freeze there, they'll walk around, but they still need to break part of the wall that's there to break the magic. So they can't just walk across without breaking the wall, but then once they do, just they can kind of just completely flood around that area, and that will be the area of the wall that they break down. They'll be uh, they'll be attacking each east watch by the sea, break down the wall in that area, and then kind of be coming from that direction, walking, then using the water as a path to get there quick to go as the crow flies or something. So maybe, How many wildlings has Tormund got with him uh, by Eastwatch? Uh, Nick, not enough. Not enough, dude. Yeah. 
<laughs> more dead men walking here, you know, more fucking dead men walking. And, yeah. and uh, so I think on that, on that note, there's a good, good point to let off. Uh, Nick, again, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, this is a little look at Nick Hodges's page on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to Nick Hodges. Puts out lots of amazing content, lots of great movies. Uh, can you tease at all uh, anything, uh, what your next thing is, what might be coming soon? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm actually working on a on a couple of videos. Uh, so uh, I'm researching uh, HBO's Rome right now. Mm. And uh, yeah, have you seen that show? Yeah, I have a long time ago, but it's been a while, but I have seen it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely badass. And uh, I'm not sure whether it's going to be uh, a two-parter or a single video. I'm still in the writing stage. Uh, but uh, I will also be releasing uh i should be releasing some uh other videos that aren't reviews just to keep in um just to pass the time whilst i'm working on rome because it is a big uh project because uh hbo's rome like it's on two it's two seasons and they skip over like 20 years of history and trying to condense everything down and present it in layman's terms is a wee bit tricky so yeah uh, so hopefully we'll you'll see something soon. Excellent, yeah. I cannot wait. But yeah, make sure everybody out there, if you haven't already, check out Nick Hodges on on YouTube. Lots of love to Nick. Lots of love to everyone in the live motherfucking chat. I don't still see him here, but Carmine, Iron Throne, Maiden of Doctor says, uh, Lady Wolf, Tom himself, Cynthia, Patty, 1998 champions, Titania, Tormund becomes a white. Holy shit! Tom Riker says, Ryder says. Nick Hodges rules. Tom says Shaggy is a nice <laughs> Shaggy's a nice guy. I'll sub to that. How long does the Dead Army march? This could be uh they should be by Dor they should be in Dorne by now. The opening credits is <laughs> burn down the wall, uh bloody talker. And thank you, Iron, for putting history buffs uh link in the chat. Uh Kyote, Bloody Talker, uh Ian, so much, so much love to all you guys. I'll be back on Friday afternoon or maybe thursday night i haven't decided yet to do my trailer reaction and all of that and look at the pictures for next week's episode and we'll be back next week for another feedback show with another guest and hopefully this won't be uh won't be the last time you see nick on the channel as well and he'll pop on again some other time he he is invited anytime he wants to come back over so <laughs> thanks very much i had an awesome time thank you buddy so uh so i owe you guys a uh, a quick little drum thing so let me do, let me do that really quickly. It won't be too long. <laughs> Everybody, th <laughs> everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, cannot thank you guys enough. And if you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Share the channel with a friend. Help us grow. Help us go. Join us all season long at Game of Thrones. Three podcasts a week at Game of Thrones. Lots of silly goofiness. Lots of craziness. Join us this Sunday right after the episode airs, 1030. Subscribe. Join us. We do an after show right after and get all sorts of wacky and we have uh we have i have joe joe's unlike anybody else and he's just loud and obnoxious and crazy and so and i'm annoying as hell so join up it's amazing we'll talk to you guys later talk to you guys next time later okay all right take care that was a lot of fun
Oh, we're, 